I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. The Orange go into a perfectly timed bye week as they fall to an ACC opponent for the second week in a row with the same nagging problem of fading defense late and failure to stop the run. I'm Sean. This is the Cuse Militia Podcast. The right of the people to keep and wear orange shall not be infringed. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. Give us a like on Facebook at Q's Militia Podcast and follow on Twitter at Q's Militia. All right, what's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. Uh, we're going to do the post-pit game tonight. Uh, the North Carolina preview uh, will come up next week, so that way we can give you a more accurate description of what to expect. Um, just want to thank everyone that listens on iTunes and has rated and reviewed the show. You have now made us the most reviewed Syracuse sports podcast on iTunes. So, awesome. And we've, of course, got another one to go over today, so please keep them coming. And as always, like I said, you get it if you if you get yours read on the air and you email us, you get free stuff. But first, before we dive into the show, of course, we've got to hear from the great folks over at MyBookie. Simply put, if you're doing any kind of online betting, any at all, and you're not using MyBookie and you're not reaping the benefits of using promo code QS, then you might want to think about this, okay? They've been in business for years. They have great online reviews. The mobile site's easy to use. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way over to MyBookie. You win. They pay. They have in-game live betting over-unders on fantasy points scored and the most rewarding player perks in the business. MyBookie is currently slammed with new bettors and wants to give everyone the best possible service, so if you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern, they'll give you an additional $25 free play on deposits over 100 bucks. So join now, and you can use that promo code QS25 if you deposit after 7 p.m. If you don't want to do that and you're itching to get on there, they will still match you dollar for dollar. And on regular business hours, if you use promo code QS to activate that offer, uh, if you're willing to hold out, like I said, on uh, deposits over 100, use promo code QS25. You play, you win, you get paid. All right. So, uh, a rough one, I think. <clears throat> I think. Yeah. I think it was. Um, you know, it it ruined it ruined my Saturday. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I stayed off of Twitter too immediately because I didn't want to be a. Um, you know, I didn't want to be all negative and pissed off sounding yeah so 
you know, that was a tough one. It was a tough one, man, and it was wor- it was worse than the Clemson one because they actually played decent against Clemson. I mean, you know, the same nagging problem, but we're going to go over it all. We're going to go over it all, and we've got right. we've got the whole show to do it. This is all um, this is all. You know, pit post game. So, uh, the Orange fell to four and two overall, one and two in the ACC. Dungey was forty-seven percent passing for one hundred and ninety-five yards, one touchdown, two picks, and a fumble. We'll talk about that. He ran for seventy yards on thirteen carries with a twenty-one yard touchdown run. Dungey also became the third quarterback in Syracuse history to reach fifty passing touchdowns, joining McNabb with seventy-seven and Nassib with seventy. Strickland had forty-eight yards on eight touches. Mo Neal tacked on thirty-eight yards on nine carries. Jarvion Howard. He only had 18 yards, but he did get his first two touchdowns in a Syracuse uniform. Custis led all receivers with 70 yards on three receptions. Taj Harris followed him up with 64 yards on four catches. Aaron Hackett gets his first touchdown, a one-yard reception. Pitts, Kenny Pickett, was 11 for 20 for only 137 yards, a touchdown and an interception. But once again, it was the run game that ultimately put it away. Two rushers for Pitt, over 100 yards. Quadri Olison, 192 yards on 24 carries, and Darren Hall. 107 yards on 17 touches. The Orange have now given up 558 yards on the ground in their two losses this year. Altogether, Pitt would rush the ball 47 times and pass only 20. Once again, the Syracuse D was pretty good everywhere else, though Frederick Whitner and Armstrong all led with nine tackles. Frederick also pulled in an interception. Kylan Whitner and Kingsley Jonathan with a half a sack each. Alton Robinson uh, topped it off with two sacks and two forced fumbles. He was all over the place. I think he had four uh, tackles for loss. Um, So everything... On paper, seems good, except for the run. And, um, I mean, what could have, would have, should have been, you know? It's when you know the run is coming, and you know it's coming. I think it came 12 times in a row on Pitt's last drive to put it in overtime. And, Joe, when you you know it's coming, what what do you see? What kind of adjustments could, would they have made? Are they going to make? They've got two weeks to figure out how to stop the run. Yeah. Because that's the it's makes, kind of it's kind of painful. Yeah, it's just it's it takes time and without us like throughout a season to kind of for teams to start picking up on people's weaknesses and uh, where they're you know obviously they can take advantage of them and I mean it kind of happened by surprise because the quarterback got hurt at Clemson and Clemson had to do what they had to do right. to win a game. And yeah. now it's spilled over to the Pittsburgh game. And if you don't think that that's what North Carolina is going to come to the dome and try to do in two weeks, then you're crazy. So, um, but overall, I, I think that a lot of it, it definitely was an expected win. people expected them to win, especially the way that the, the season's been going. But again, I think you have to look at the expectations because the expectations changed made it look a lot worse than what it is. If I went back and looked at the, the game today and I mean, we were right in there. There was, I mean, Pittsburgh had to make, there had to be, a, there was a lot of ridiculous plays. I mean, I, there was, I saw a few down the field holding on a lot of the runs that they had that it, it wasn't a very penalized game. I think, uh, yeah. I think there's something up with Dungy and his throwing arm and, and uh, communication with him and his receivers and, uh, he was off. I don't know. He threw into yeah. open spaces where maybe there was a route issue, but yeah. he was he was throwing in the dirt. He was way right. overhead. I mean, and then other times he looked great, and that's the right. whole thing. I yeah. think with a little bit of the rain and the weather and stuff, I think that might have had a little bit to do with some of the sure. second quarter stuff. But uh, overall, it just wasn't a consistent game, and Pittsburgh needed to play. I mean, I know they had some turnovers, but off the turnovers that that 
that we created, we didn't like really take advantage of. There just has to be a lot more. There has to be a lot more touchdowns. Uh, the time of possession really wasn't that off as much as you might have thought it would have been. And again, I mean, you take the what the one guy he had a 68-yard touchdown pass, and uh, Pickett there only had 130, uh, 38 yards, I think, throwing. So. I mean, you take that one touchdown pass, which was awful angles and should never be a touchdown anyway in the first place. You take that off the board, and they only threw for 70 yards. So, um, but again, we were right there. I don't think we were ever in a position where we had to do anything crazy or stack the box and go ridiculous um, to try to catch up or try to do anything. We just needed a play there, a fourth down stop on that last drive. I saw that that spot was a pretty uh It was a generous spot. spot, right? It was a generous spot. I, I saw the play. That, yes, yeah. yes. When and, he walked up, you know, he was short. When the you know when, when, generally that's the first thing you look at when the refs right, when the refs walk right. and he's spotting the ball short. Right, and you just look at a bunch of you look at the the fumble that. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed, leveraging over one hundred forty million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. It was a scoop and score. It easily could have been the whistle blown. You know, yeah. uh, one of those holds yeah. that was down the field on some of those runs could have stopped the whole drive for them. Um, but obviously, there's something wrong. So uh, Pittsburgh, I mean, they went to overtime, and then you have a, a kicker that they had that was for the whole season one of two with a with a long of 33 yards, and he comes out and hits two over 54, and then that 45 yarder that barely squeezed in to just bring us into overtime. So. There's no doubt in my mind when you look at the way that we played that we're the better team. It's just, again, it didn't work out just because of the little things. The one play here, the one play there, just like Clemson, the one play. I mean, we're one play here, one play there from being undefeated. And for some reason, for Syracuse fans, it seems like the sky has fallen. Uh, Realistically, when you you go back to expectations, being four and two in this position right now, in the beginning of the season, anybody would have taken it. So, um, yes. We have to figure something out. I I agree. So. I you mentioned the expectations, and I totally agree. I think going starting four and zero and playing strong against Clemson, this feels like this feels like the end of the world. This pit loss. Oh yeah, you, and you and know people. Yeah, and people have to understand that, that Pittsburgh had their back against the wall. 
I mean, they, yeah, we talked yeah, about it. Yeah. We talked about you it. Did it was two that. and three. Yeah. They have a bunch of like, they're playing. They're going to South Bend to play Notre Dame this weekend. They still got to play Virginia Tech, Miami Duke, some of the better players on their side of the uh, conference. So this was a, a game that they needed to win. And I mean, it took all it had from them to, to get it done. So, uh, yeah. you know, hats off to them. I, I do think that there was some unfortunate plays. But again, I don't I think we're too good to put ourselves in the position for that to have happened. We should have been up. We should have scored a touchdown here or made a stop there. And uh, well, again, too, kind of reminiscent of the of the of the. Clemson game where Syracuse did have an opportunity to stop them on fourth down. Fourth and three with 241 remaining. And like I said, one play. Yeah, you know, and it was... But again, it's... That was the generous just... spot. We, we talked about that. But they started so strong. They, 11 plays, 75-yard drive to open up. Though You got the one-yard touchdown pass. Right. Um, and then they... Um, uh, Alton Robinson caused the fumble. And yeah. then they go, what, um, 42 yards for another score. They're up 14 nothing. I'm like, you know, yeah. you're feeling good. You're feeling comfortable. And then, boom, they go, they get uh, outscored 20 to nothing. Well, I mean, like I said, they had, they had two touchdowns for over, that went for over 60 yards. Yeah, that was. For, for big plays. And yeah. then we had that fumble, which it looked to me like Dungy really wasn't going anywhere. He's going backwards. Like should, the whistle should have been blown, in my opinion. But, absolutely. you know, you got to play to the whistle. So, right, exactly. Um, he doesn't lose the ball like that very often. People try to. No, no, he doesn't. And again, you know, it is weird because they come out and they look great the first two drives. And then all of a sudden, for a, a whole quarter, and a half until halftime, it just looked like they didn't know what they were doing. So I don't know if it's a play call thing or I, I don't know if it's just a Dungy's not 100 percent thing. But um, it's just it's weird to me how one drive or, or, you know, a couple drives in a row they put together and it just looks like a well-oiled machine. And then all of a sudden the next couple drives, I don't know if they're just changing the play call or if they're just not making you know, if they're allowing the, the defense to, to basically know what they're doing. I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know what I, it is. But it just is so hard for me to see, like you said, the first two drives and then look sometimes like they're unstoppable. And then all of a sudden for a whole quarter, it looks like they're they can't run an offense. Yeah, they, so, they were going. They were they, I mean, they had a couple three and outs. They weren't moving the ball. I don't I don't I don't know. Like you said, I can't. I mean, you'd be a better gauge at this than I would. It, is it? Is it? Something to do with the lack of confidence in the play calling when things tighten up like that, you know, when when you know you get outscored twenty to nothing. Is it a morale thing on the field? I mean, I guess we don't really know unless we're on the on the field. But right. It, well, I think sometimes sometimes we start off so fast with the pass game, and I think I don't know if it's an ego just, thing or if it's just you want to be balanced and you want to go out and right yeah. and you and you want to rush the ball and stuff like that. But. Right. Uh, I mean, you know, try to force a running game and make and be balanced. But sometimes you just got to I mean, just like what teams are doing against us, they're not really I mean, the last game and a half, they really haven't teams really haven't passed the ball good against us. Uh, You know, I think they've only had one passing touchdown in the past game and a half against us. But it's people are they see what what works and, and, and they're using it against us. And I just don't know if that was what what happened or if, like I said, maybe Dungey tweaked something and all of a sudden he wasn't hitting his receivers or there was a miscommunication with some of the receivers. But uh, it's probably a combination of just all of it. And yeah, there, again, there was some definite miscommunication on a couple of plays. I can't pinpoint them, but you can 
you can see Dungy there's something there's got to be something but, up with Dungy's throwing arm I, I mean it really yeah which I dates mean, back to week one and we've talked about right. that last week against Clemson he looked pretty healthy I mean I didn't notice anything I honestly didn't notice anything yeah but he short hopped some some bad balls yeah they were like, in the dirt a couple times and, and even and he could have attributed even to the the last pass there in overtime because I don't really think throwing the ball there and that play, I mean, they got some. They didn't allow him to get in the outside, and they definitely got some heat on him. He, but he threw that ball on his back heels. I mean, he didn't get the right, step into that's, that. Well, or that's that, right, but that's one of those things where you got to throw. I mean, you saw that's, how much sideline he had there. Yeah, that was and a mental error, to, though. I think. Uh, I don't think it was a mental error as much as maybe it's just uh, his you his body didn't allow him, or his injury didn't allow him to maybe put the ball where he needed it to put. I mean, he needs to put it outside towards you know the out of bounds in the end zone to where either his guy catches it or not. And it was more inside. And again, I don't think it was a bad option as, to, as far as throwing it. I think that it was more or less where he threw it. And, and again, it was in his hands, too. It got ripped away. I mean, yeah, it wasn't that far off. That's what I mean. He still had where he threw the ball. He had, I mean, probably six yards to the right, seven yards to the right before the out of bounds. So, I mean, it, it's more or less the ball placement right there than actual. I, I throw his, that one out of bounds, this, dude, I think. I mean, well, that's what I'm, well, I mean, like I said, you throw it to the front pylon of the end zone and he would have been our receiver would have been the only person that would have been able to catch that if it was there. Right. Again, it was just one right. of those things where he I mean, we've seen it the last couple of games. I've seen it. You know, we saw it. I was at Florida State in the beginning of that game where he short hopped it and he was messing with his shoulder and he's had some bandages on his shoulder. And every game there comes a point in time where he he has these errant passes where it just doesn't. It's like, how could you miss him by that much? You know, because he hasn't his whole career, even back when he was a true freshman. So you have wide open receivers where he's one hopping it or it's just an awful throw. And well, I think it's a well needed buy because yeah, he needs, to, time get, he needs to get healthy and yeah. they need to get they need, him and his receivers need to get on the, the same page here. So, yeah, they, what do you what do you think? I mean, what are they going to do about the, you know, every team now? It doesn't even matter if they stop if they stop UNC, every team's going to try to play smash mouth football with them because they know it's a it's the weakest point in that defense because like oh, I, like you mentioned the pass <clears throat> the the um defending the pass is great they've been getting to quarterbacks every game it doesn't even matter who they're up against they can get to the quarterback that front four is just nasty they yeah. are nasty so well it's going to be funny to see cuz so far what i mean i've looked at is more or less the teams that could beat us like the scared teams are doing that you know what i mean not really i mean clemson they were nervous, and what they do, we're just going to ground and pound it, and hope that our talent beats their upfront talent, and, and they were we just get tired. Into it, in a way. And the problem is, is that that's again North Carolina. They know they're a less talented team. They're not blind to the tape and what's happened the last week and a half. That's what they're going to do, regardless of what happens this week at home against Virginia Tech. They're going to come to the dome and try to use that against us. They're not going to try to. You know, they the teams that aren't afraid of us that come out and try to beat us at our own game or match us with, you know, their offense. I mean, Willie Taggart with Florida State, I bet you that would have been a lot closer game if he would have just said, okay, well, we don't have the quarterback yet. This is the first year. We don't really have the system. We're just going to line up and we're just going to run it down your throats. I mean, Cam Akers, NFL running back, had 10 carries that, that game. Yeah, that's and you true. Saw they happened, were playing so. catch-up, though. They were playing catch-up. I don't I don't know if you can get they, that far behind and, and, and run the ball They like weren't that. that far behind in the beginning. They were. Well, I mean, he's he's forcing his system. Right. You know, and that's the whole thing. That's part of my point with maybe Babers is maybe it's against some of these teams – He's forcing the run when he's just not passing enough and giving it, you know, giving it enough time. If they're going to give you the passes and you're going to score that easily passing the ball. Then keep going. 
you know, and, and that's what these teams are going to do against us. And again, I don't know if it's our defensive line that's not just keeping up with their their uh, their lane integrity or if it's a uh, the lack of um, I don't want to say talent, but I mean, our linebackers trying to replace the linebackers that we lost last year. I mean, we lost our top four linebackers, and it's definitely something that you see where sometimes the linebackers on zone run plays, they're, they're picking the wrong way or they're missing with, with uh, arm tackles. You know, Keelan Wintner's he's kind of a smaller linebacker, so there's some guys that have gone through, you know, he gets tackles, but, you know, these arm tackles and getting into the second the second uh, level, that's that's been going on for pretty much close to, you know, all year, but definitely the last two games, obviously, that we've won, it's become a major kind of focal point to me. So you got to try to fix it, but the problem is, is I don't know, I don't know if we have a fix. <laughs> yeah. So you, yeah. Well, you, uh, <laughs> that's the well, problem. It, well, like for instance, what? How many times did they run that that wildcat fake jet sweep deal? Two right, or but three. It, but it, but it, right. But the thing is, is that it, it forces you to have to, you know, to, keep to, your to lane integrity. Right, yeah. Do your that. job on that play, right. and then go against your man one on one and still beat them. Right. And you right. have so much things going on. He can give it to the guy that's coming in motion. He can hand it off, or he can keep it. And there was, I guess, that one. I think to to go down and kick the field goal, or get the, or get a touchdown. I think it was the touchdown one. Um, I mean, they they didn't even have the quarterback in for most of that. I mean, it was two running backs, and then they had a guy coming, a receivers coming in motion. And they were just running the wildcat. And there were so many options, and it was just, it was eating us up. And a lot of it has to do, I, I believe, and I, I don't want to blame one person or another, but I mean, it's, it has a lot to do with the depth, and I think a lot to do with just the linebackers and, and the missed tackles in the in the second uh, second level once they get past the line. They got so, it. They got to figure it out, bro. They got two weeks to figure it out. I don't think just figuring out. I think what you do is you got to find a way to um, <clears throat> basically get the younger guys ready. It's just it's a shame when you look at it because it just seems like if you look at some of the like if we just could have had, you know, if Irv Phillips and Ishmael and those those linebackers could have just been juniors last year and we could have had, you know, them all back. It's just like it seems like now we're getting our depth, but now it's just we're, we're missing on positions, you know. So, you know, we have a, a solid offensive line, a senior quarterback, but we got the young receivers that we're trying to figure out still. And same thing with with the defense. You know, we got a young but experienced deep secondary, and our defensive line is really good. And uh, it's just, you know, replaced our top four – leading four uh, linebacker tackles tacklers from last year and now we're just trying to figure that out as well so yeah, and you um, got you know everybody's calling for Dungy's head and you know well, yeah of course but you know to start off 4-0 with those kind of you know deficiencies and still trying to figure out who's who and, and then to come out and give Clemson that game and like we said a couple plays here a play here a play there a whistle here a, a, a yellow flag here like we're five and zero oh with all these little problems, you yeah. know. So well, if ifs, ifs and butts are candy and nuts, we'd all have yeah. But there's a lot more teams that had a lot more to worry about than us. So uh, that's, again, that's true. And I still think I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I don't think I'm going out on a limb. Everybody acts like it's the the dawn of the dead here, like it's freaking the apocalypse. Uh, no. But there's plenty of football left. And yes. and I think they can squeak out two more wins. I don't care if they get a crap. Everybody, oh, they're gonna. If they get anything, it's gonna be some crappy bull. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. You want to? You want to watch them play from, one more game or what? 
That's what happened. Oh, they only beat this team. Oh, they only yeah. beat that team. Oh, they didn't get in a bowl. Oh, they were four and eight. And then you get in a bowl. Oh, well, it's just a pinstripe bowl. Well, excuse me. Who cares? You know, like I said, every <laughs> single, almost every single person, I'd be willing to bet, majority of fans thought that we were going to lose at least we were two games at this point and being four and two at the halfway yeah, point whether, at the bye at the bye week. It could have um, been. It could have been Clemson and Florida State. Right. And we could have beat the Pitt. Difference? Right, right, exactly. The mentality is different. You know? But the mentality is different because you beat Florida State and then you get that close to Clemson. So now everyone thinks that we're going to go in 10 and 2. You know, it's just. Well, it's crazy. I, I will like, say. Think about it. Vegas, Vegas put us at four and a half wins. So there's people right. that took that bet, one more win, and you're a winner. So right. stop complaining. Yeah. Uh, I, I think we can squeak out two more. It doesn't matter. Um, all right. Any, any final thoughts on the pick game before we scoot? Well, the pit game, no. Like I said, it's we we were fighting against the opponent with his back against the wall, and we were coming off an emotional win. Uh, I think there's a couple, or sorry, loss. Uh, there's a couple guys that I think are a little banged up, and this bye couldn't have came at a at a better time. And I think that uh, it would have been better to win this game, obviously. But right. um, <clears throat> yeah, we're we're still in a good position. So That's right. on to the second half of the season, man. All right, Joe's my bookie pick coming up next. <laughs> and just remember, we've talked about it at the beginning of the show. Look, it's really simple. You go there, and if you don't feel like waiting until 7 o'clock, you go to mybookie.ag. You get in there. You, you set up your account, and when you activate your offer, you put in co- promo code QS. They'll match you dollar for dollar up to 1000 bucks. You put 500 in, they'll match it. You got 1000 bucks, 500 house money to play with if you can wait till after 7 o'clock. And you want the extra 25 bucks. Um, put in a deposit of at least 100 and they'll give you 125 That promo code is QS25. Remember, uh, when you go there, M-Y-B-O-K-I-E, don't forget to use the promo codes I just explained. You play, you win, you get paid. So, there's no Joe's my bookie pick this week. We're going to skip it because Joe, <laughs> Joe lost. I'm giving Joe a bye week. He needs, Thank you. He needs to recoup. Okay, it was a tough one. Not only did Syracuse lose, but Joe uh, Joe's now five and one. He falls to five and one in in his my bookie picks. So I'm picking Syracuse. Right, <laughs> picking Syracuse. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we'll be back with that. We'll do that next week when the uh, when the line comes out for the UNC game. Yep. yep. It's time to hear from you. The loud mouths from the Loud House. The best damn college sports fans in the nation. Alright, so I have fixed I have fixed I have made this so simple for you guys to get on at Cuse Militia f- Facebook and Twitter. That's it. Boom. You're on there. At Cuse Militia for both. You get on there. I propose the question at the end of every game, ask you for your thoughts, and we are loaded with them. Loaded with them today. But first, I did put out a couple polls real quick. Um, I put out one on Babers. Um, as midway through Babers' third year approaches, how do you feel about him? And 10% said, or 1% actually said, uh, fire Babers, which is, uh, I think that's probably a troll. Um, but yep. 89% of people say pay this man long term. Absolutely. Uh, you know, you can look back and, you know, there was some boo birds out after the uh, after the pit game, too. So um, now 
Some people thought this question was ridiculous, but as you'll see in the fan feedback, it's not as ridiculous as you think. I said, I prefaced the question, by the way. I said, I don't believe there's a question at QB, but we want to know what you think coming off of the bye week, who should be leading the Orange offense. 18%, okay, out of 339 votes. What would that, what would that be, Joe? Like 60-something? Be like 60-something, 61, 62 people. No, dude, I don't know. <laughs> so 60-something, let's just call it 60. At least 60 people out of 339 said Tommy DeVito. Okay, 82% though did say Eric Dungy. Now, I propose these questions, okay? They're polls. It's a, it's a way for us to, you know, I gauge kind of how I, I do some of these sometimes. I do them usually on Sunday about, you know, Sunday morning. That's what I'm going to try to keep doing. And I gauge them basically on what I see on Twitter. I mean, that's kind of like how I, you, you can get a good idea. So, um, you know. Well, no, you can't make everybody happy. No, you can't. You know? And, you know, I try. I get, I'm a people pleaser. And, you know, well, everybody tries. I, but, well, you, know, eh. you can't eh. just there's always going to be those people that just go over the edge, you know, I know. But um, anyway, you know, things don't go the way you want it to. And you get all, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. It is what it is. Uh, yeah. So for this week's this week's um, review giveaway. Okay, go to iTunes if you listen on iTunes. Now, I did get an email saying, well, I don't listen on iTunes. Is, and everybody on iTunes getting free swag. That's, that's, not, that's not cool. And I, I'm like, <laughs> you know what? That kind of isn't that cool, is it? So no. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to figure out a way for those who listen on different platforms if you don't listen on iTunes. I'll tell you what. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure out a way to do that, but um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take me a minute. So I, don't, I have a couple ideas, but I'll get it out there probably in the next episode, okay? So yep. if you listen on iTunes, go to iTunes. Give us a five-star review. We don't want any one-star stuff. Don't try to troll us, okay? One guy's already done that, uh, you know, so we, we don't need any more of that. Give us a five-star rating and review us. If I read it on the air, you get free stuff. Now, if I don't read yours... Chances are I'll come back to it at some point, or I'll do a bunch one day. So don't get discouraged. It will be it will be read, okay? Unless they come in droves, which um, you know would be great, but it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> so uh, from if not now when, okay? Five stars says go Cuse, best Syracuse podcast out out there. You guys are always on topic. It stick to stuff you want to hear in a Syracuse sports podcast. So many out there talk about unrelated stuff. Exactly, that's what we we listen to that stuff. That's why we started the show. That's why we do it the way we do it. So thank yes. you for realizing that. Only complaint is I wish you guys did more episodes through the week. Keep up the good work. That is the best complaint I could ever hear. If you if you uh, right. if your complaint is you want to hear us more through the week, then, I mean, I, that makes me feel good. I, we really appreciate that. So um, yeah. the thing is, is there may be something going on, but always in basketball season, we do two, three episodes a week. So there's that. Uh, yeah. For football season, you know, I mean, it's a little tough getting here twice a week, but it could be done. Who knows? I've got some ideas. Uh, I've got some ideas. I don't even think I've run by Joe yet, but um, – no, we yeah, can hear we'll some see. too. We'll, we'll see. You know? We're always you want looking. it to be longer. Tell us what you want us yeah. to talk about. Yeah, and, you know? and we're pushing twenty eight minutes right now, twenty nine minutes. But the I did put a poll out saying what's the ideal time for for a uh, uh, sports specific podcast is a half hour. So uh, we're gonna right. we're gonna so run I'll over stall, that I'll a stall bit, for but. another fifteen. <laughs> That's okay. <clears throat> so if not when now, email us. Qs. Wait, yeah, email us. Qs militia at gmail dot com. Give me your info, and I'll get your swag out, some koozies, some decals, 
And uh, we appreciate you taking the time to do that. Only takes a second, folks. We appreciate it. The, no, the, the most rated Syracuse Sports Podcast on iTunes. That's awesome. And it, 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 we're above the big names, by the way. So, all right, fan feedback. We'll start with Twitter, okay? Uh, there, ah, oh, crap. I didn't get the guy's name. What's this guy's name here? I screenshot this stuff so I don't have to scroll through everything. <laughs> but my bad. It was a gif of a dude dumping, jumping from one dumpster to another and uh, falling in it. So Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that? It's actually, like I said, it was, it's, like it's actually I said, pretty funny. It wasn't that bad. I, I mean, know, geez. but that was actually pretty funny. Um, they scored 37 points. I know, but they should have won if they scored 37 points. I'm on board with that train of thought. Uh, at GeoHeater, bit stun, loss hurts. What could have been credit to Pitt, though, for a great game. Um, the what-ifs are killing me. Nonetheless, I think we have a freshman stepping up in a huge spot, and I love it. I really like Jarvion Howard. Taj Harris has a bright future. Always proud uh, Q's fan. Go Orange. I love Geo Heater. He's always positive, and yep. he's like, he's like he, he always in a, I mean, he always sheds light on things. So yes. thank you. Uh, at all Orange 74, defense can't stop the run, even when they know it, the even when they know the play's a run, disappointing loss to a not-so-good pit team. Pit, Joe, pit not-so-good? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would agree. Pit not-so-good. Shouldn't. Not-so-good. <laughs> not-so-good. Yeah. Not-so-good. Uh, good and, at doing something that we were really not good at stopping. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, at the big E underscore 228, the Clemson hangover strikes again. Here's hoping it doesn't last the rest of the season. Like last year, absolutely. That. that was that was Baber's. That was Baber's. Like almost his like his motto, his creed, his credo, going into the pit game was don't let Clemson beat you twice. Yeah. I mean, how many times yeah. did we hear it? Um, at C at Syracuse CNY D should have been uh, relieved a minute into quarter three. I don't know what that means. D should have been relieved a minute into quarter three. I don't know. I'm lost on that one. Joe, I'm reading these for the first time. Probably talking about getting relieved as far as getting benched and putting new people out there. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, you know. I think that's something that they have to do going into Rotate more? This. Yeah, they need to because there's going to have to – they can't rely on the same four or five people uh, as far as defensive line goes, but that also goes for – Oh, I think I know what they're talking about. Um, a minute into the third to the third quarter was that rain delay. So, no. I mean, maybe that's what they're talking about. But you want to talk about r- rotating. I mean, that's something to think about. Well, that's something they have to do because yeah. obviously there's something that we're doing. I mean, that's not working. So there's got to be more people. A lot, a lot of times so traditionally in throughout the seasons, there's players that maybe aren't ready in the beginning of the year, but get, gaining the experience and getting in the playbook and everything like that and getting on the field, they eventually turn into – being able to be contributors. And I think that uh, this these next two weeks is to get our main guys healthy, uh, hopefully get Ravian Pierce back because so far he seems to be the missing link. I don't think they've lost a game he's played. But uh, yeah, um, also also getting these young guys in. We have to get big, we have to get more of these guys. He has get to reps, get him going. De- yeah, these position coaches got to identify who can actually help and who's going to actually step up and do something and take about a bigger role because it has to be done because our defense just gets ran over and tired. So yeah, hands on hips uh, at Mackie underscore 62. I'll never second guess at, uh, I'll never second guess AP top 25 again. Um, 
That's another <laughs> thing. Don't be looking for. I don't want to hear that talk for a while, folks. Yeah, we're still in the other receiving votes category. So okay, yeah, the coaches poll. Maybe right? coaches respect us. I'd take yeah. their poll over the writers. Okay, well the writers didn't give us any. So um, it's because the writers. Oh wow, here he is. At, if not now, when eighty four. Horrible play calling at the end. They literally can only run the ball, and SU can't stop them. This pit team sucks, and we made them look good. <laughs> regroup, for God's sakes. Don't do it again. Don't go. Or, uh, regroup, for God's sakes. Don't go four and eight again. Yeah, um, that guy's got that guy's got swag coming to him. So, yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, Richard Ingram. You have to make stops and adjustments. Pitt wasn't even attempting to pass, and we still couldn't stop them. Yeah. At S Silver Nine, some crappy, same crappy football team. Well, that's 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 negative. I disagree. Nah, I disagree. Um, at Den Sugru, that's just a uh, a turd emoji. Uh, Howard <laughs> <laughs> Howard Meltzer. Uh, should never have been close so much for t- top 25 aspirations. Yeah. Um, mm. uh, Craig Small, time for DeVito. Play calling was terrible again. Yeah, the, the calls for DeVito, they were, they were more than you would think. I disagree, though, on that. Uh, it would have well, to be I mean, catastrophic for me to, to throw in DeVito. I don't, like that, I don't like that comment. You don't like it? Do you want me to read it again? Time for DeVito. Yeah. Play calling was terrible again. Okay, so if the play calling is terrible, then why is DeVito going to be any better? Oh, ooh, making points. Mm. Mm. Maybe if the play calling's better, Dungey will be okay, huh? Well, maybe, maybe, or I don't think well, I, mean, I don't think dude, Devito's going to go in there. Well, okay, so he might be more accurate with the ball. If if Dungey does have an you issue, can't, you can't issue. call out the quarterback and then in the same sentence or the next Say sentence the call, call out the play sucks. calling. Come on. Okay. Well, fair enough, Joe. Touché. Let's start with one. All right, touche. At 31, Crandall, work on defense. Yes. At yes, one, Q's fan, we can't break a four. We can't break that four-game curse. At Greg Metalis, uh, you really want to know, he asks. Uh, yeah, that's why I propose the question every game. At J. Gray and Y. Took the time to respond <laughs> to that. Yeah. For at, that. At J. Gray N Y can't stop the run. Disappointing. We see the. We see the. Uh, the. Uh, mantra here yeah, at so a mason 212 typical um let's see at george service for dungy needs to keep his head he's schizoid uh, nah. at mid-major matt the defense coordinator should donate his check to charity since he's an idiot <laughs> oh man wow <laughs> well, there's been some talk though about the d coordinator i mean we've got you know all the way going back to last year and no, you can't so just I'm, make linebackers magically appear. Zaire no, Franklin's gone. Yeah, I know. But like you said, it's the tackling issue too. So um, on Facebook, Anthony says, WTF. Yes, I agree. Lisa, in OT, run the dang football. Still love the orange. James mm. says, can't can't tackle still. Rob gives a gif of a dumpster fire. Jake, feel like we are same old cues again. Jake, don't feel like that. We're not. No, definitely we're, not. We're not. We're not. That's don't don't feel like that. Mike says, I'll get a lot of heat for saying this, but going to be a long season with Dungey at QB. He looked off all day. I'd be happy with two quarterback system right now. Dungey Dungey stats look good, but he's not getting the job done when it counts. Been like this the whole time he's been there. You want to address any of that real quick? 
two quarterback system, Joe. What do you think about a rotation rotating quarterbacks? Uh, if there's something that Dino Babers thinks is wrong with Dungy as far as physically, that's going to stop him from doing some things Then I can see that. But, um, I don't, I mean, I just feel like if it's something that Babers is going to do, then he would have already done it. Right. So I agree. I would say that it's actually was an intriguing idea to me, but if, if Dungy's hurt, like you said, if he's having an issue, I don't know. Yeah, but it, then you're just opening up a whole yeah, different you're, can. You're you're starting this mid season. I don't think it's a good idea when you got to. No, I mean if he had a legit injury and Devito came in and beat Florida State, uh, and he didn't think that Dungey could come back and be as effective or more effective than Devito, then uh, why well, I don't know why he wouldn't have just stuck with Devito and and let Dungey get a hundred percent. So um, again, it's going to be Devito's time when Dungey gets hurt or when he graduates and i think that people just got to understand that that's the way it's going to be um you know you can talk yeah. we can talk all we want about it but starting that all it's going to take is the first drive or the first drive that dungy doesn't score a touchdown but devito then comes down and scores a touchdown then everyone's going to call for it and every time it's just going to create too much and i don't think that babers is down for that unless right. it's truly don't want it close. to become a sideshow basically no exactly um, we don't need all that jk responded to mike saying uh playing against real defense doesn't help much either not that the score shows it but his stats today don't show the points on the board either yeah i mean 37 points you know i think he, he made a couple bad a few bad throws and the i think i still stick to what i said the 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 overtime throw first play of overtime that was a mental mistake. He should have never thrown that ball on his heels like that. I, I mean, I just—it wasn't. I don't think it was the best decision. No, uh, I just—if you—if you're gonna throw it, you need to make sure you put it in one area, and that's not where you put right, it. Right, which so. is tough to do on your heels when you got linemen in your face. He was—he was gonna go down. So, uh, Bubba says I would be shocked if they won another game this year. Okay, I'll, I'll let Christopher here. He responds to this. I understand the frustration after today's game, but beyond. But that beyond excess. But that's beyond excessive. Shock, shocked if we won another game. You can't possibly be serious. And uh, Bubba responds back, "Yes, very serious." Um, and <laughs> uh, Bubba, by the way, and we've had we've mentioned Bubba before on here, and he's not always negative. But Steve mentions that he's extremely negative. Seen him on other message boards and called called him a turd disturber. So. <laughs> Oh, Steve, here we go. Steve, I like that turd disturber. We're going to use that from now on. We're going to staple that right here. You uh, can use that. Coach Gravelding says North Carolina will have suspended players back. Hopefully the Orange will get healthy. Some of these people on, on – he's talking about the people commenting on this thread right here were the same ones that said GMAC was overrated. That's quite possible. Yeah. That's quite possible. Brandon, our buddy Brandon, he said, disappointed on D, can't stop the run, and no words for Dungy. This is just his style, just how he plays, and it really costs us more often than not. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm done beating Dungy up over this game. I, I said what I had to say. I don't think replacing Dungy would have helped. Joe, no. when, when it comes down to it, when you want to talk about it, does, is replacing Dungy and putting DeVito in that game, do you think it would have helped? Because DeVito and Dungy, neither one of them played defense. No. Okay. Um, I haven't. Said, I haven't seen a 
DeVito and linebacker drills at all this year, so I don't really know. I can't yeah. really speak to that. And I do but. agree, you know, I mean, it wasn't a great game for Dungy. It's going to happen. Uh, Steve says, Dungy had a bad game. The Cuse will bounce back. We definitely didn't play to our potential. Don says, uh, took a step backwards today. Yeah, absolutely. So there's your fan feedback for Pitt. Thank you for everybody that participated in that. Just go to at Cuse Militia on Facebook and Twitter. I'll propose a question every, at the end of every game. And we love hearing you uh, talk. The, the thing I love more, though, is the banter when you guys argue. And I just sit back and look at it. I love it. Yeah, within reason. Within not reason, per- yes. Not we don't personal here. Yeah, we, we don't want to – we never make it personal. I think turd disturber is about as far as we can go with it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so <laughs> – <laughs> uh, I love Good it. Um, so we'll be back next week. If, uh, we just wanted to wait for North Carolina to play again, so we had some more some more insight on North Carolina. I'll have my eyes on that game. Y'all to y'all should too. So we appreciate we appreciate everybody coming out. Joe, you have any final thoughts? Yeah, yeah. I had a question that I wanted to ask you. Oh boy. Okay. Well, I mean, just for a perspective, right. uh, you know, exercise. Okay. Um, you as you know the a fan. Uh-huh. In the in the beginning of the year, if I were to ask you, what would the definition of a, a special football season be for this year for the team? What what do you think? Expectations at the beginning of this year, not well, not really expectations. Like if I were to tell you, well, no, I'm explaining. I'm answering. I'm answering you. Oh, okay, full, okay. I'm giving you a full statement. Okay. Oh, okay. You yeah. know, you know, I like hearing myself talk, so I'm going to give you a okay. full statement. My expectations at the beginning of the year, I don't think were that high. Although I did think that we were going to be. We had the potential to be a little better. I I would say a six and six season and getting a bowl game would be that's a successful season to me. Okay, now I, I said special. Special. So, okay. Well, yeah. well. Okay. Well, what do you mean special? That is special. Well, I mean, there's successful. There's okay. What, what you're that would expected. that that's special to me. Getting a bowl game, Dungey's senior year. That's special to me. Now you really want me to go, like exceed reality? Well, 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 that's then that's my point. Right. My point I'm trying is, to keep like, it level headed. Really what realistically, even I mean, to me, I would have said if someone would have said the way that they were, you know, talking and people coming back. I mean, I would have said something like a special like if they would have pulled and, you know, an eight and four out of their out of their butt. You know, that would have been like to me, like maximum reality, okay. like everything goes right. type right, thing. That's you know, fair. sure. But like. So you see what I'm saying? So, and a lot of people, I think, if you would have asked them at the beginning of the year, what do you what do you think our record is going to be at the bye week, or what do you want it? You know, or what do you you know what would be what would you what would you be good with? What would you think is you know your expectations? I think four and two would be right there with everybody else. I don't think, again, like you said, at the end of the year, people only look at your record. People don't care about who you lose to and who you who you beat. You know, so. It's it's exactly. four and two. That's it what the, it doesn't matter who we beat. Doesn't matter. Yeah. The, the, well, the, that's the thing is the problem is is that everyone got their hopes up. We had a chance against Clemson, and and honestly, we had almost an unrealistic type beginning of the year start. You know, like I said, a play here, a play there, and we're undefeated right now, and that would be like un almost unrealistic or unbelievable. So the fact is is you got a bunch of people that wanted it to happen exceeded over exceeded expectations and now they're just all upset and they're emotionally just you know they're they're overreacting emotionally because of what they 
wanted to see didn't happen. So we got two weeks to calm our jets down and get ready for probably the worst team in the ACC. So, yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, we know where to put our expectations now. I think we just got to take the games one at a time as they come. And uh, oh, yeah. just just when we squeak, when and if we squeak out two more wins, it's going to be a lot less stressful, won't it? Yeah. I mean, of course, yeah. of course, well, you're going to get teams, upset at teams losses. teams play just like Pittsburgh. Yeah, exactly. You know, Wake, exactly. Wake Forest, Boston College, those guys are going to play just like that. North Carolina yeah. and Louisville, probably two of the worst teams in the ACC that are, you know, not like they've been the past couple of years. Those teams, they looked at they look at the recipe to beat us, but what Pittsburgh just put out there, they gave everyone the damn recipe. And now anybody that's, you know, equal or less talent than us, that's what they're going to try to do. Yeah, so. exactly. All right. Well, um, so much for half hour podcast and we <laughs> I told you I'd stall for another 15 <laughs> you did too <laughs> um, so we appreciate it we'll, uh, we'll try to get more efficient we will but thank you for all your fan feedback we appreciate that thanks for the fouls and the, and the likes and all that on social media thank you for the reviews those are the best I will figure yes, out sir. another I will figure out another way to get other people involved that are not on iTunes. That's my goal this week. In the meantime, sure. what you can do, though, is watch North Carolina. They're hosting Virginia Tech Saturday. This yep. Saturday on, at 7 o'clock on ESPNU. And, um, you know, that's going to be a good game to give us a nice gauge of what to expect when uh, UNC comes to the Dome. Yeah, yeah. There's probably going to be better games, but as a fan, I'm definitely going to check it out just to see what uh, UNC is all about. Yeah, and uh, it's an ACC game, so I always I always watch ACC before anything else. I mean, it's just yeah. that's I mean a lot of people don't that are Syracuse fans, but I do. You know, like my buddy says, uh, the ACC's that's like that's like Pop Warner football compared to SEC. Oh, okay, all right, whatever, dude. I don't really. Know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, all right, more Cuse Militia podcast is inevitable for my buddy Joe. I'm Sean. We're out. Peace. This has been the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. Be heard. Contact us on Facebook at Q's Militia Podcast and tweet at us using hashtag Q's Militia.